This is a millennial production. James, I'm your host, Don't Make No Sense Podcast, episode two. Um, glad to be back talking with y'all. You know, I went back and listened to the first episode, my very first episode of doing a podcast. I went back and listened to it, and from what I could take from it, I, I talk very fast. <laughs> I need to tone, I need to slow down my talking. Um, but outside of that, I think it came out pretty good, man. But here we are, episode two. Um, like I said, that beat you're listening to, that introduction, that is from my cousin, OMG Mill. He's a producer. If you're looking for beats or anything like that, he's cold. Holla at me. I'll get you in touch. I'm going to give you his information. Let's link. Um, I want to give a shout out to uh, Millennial Productions, you know, which is, you know, I'm, I'm a part of that company, but I'm going to give them a shout out first and foremost, Millennial Productions. We in here. Shout out to Good Shots, my homie Goody. Um, shout out to Kentuckiana Party, uh, my homies Wes and Jared, my cousin. Um, shout out to uh, Dream Chasers, LeVon Carter, um, another homie of mine. You know what I'm saying? We all out here just trying to get it. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Whoever just out here trying to get a dollar, man. It's, it's a crazy world we live in right now. We all just trying to figure out a way to get through this shit. Um, man, I was looking at the news. Uh, this is off subject, but I was looking at the news just right before I got on here. Um, the, the actor Alec Baldwin was apparently shooting a... Uh, he's filming a movie. I, don't, I can't remember where it was at. But he's filming a movie, right? And he was using a prop gun... In one of the scenes, and he ended up shooting two people. One person died, and then the director of the movie got shot and is in is in the hospital. And that's I mean, it's crazy how that could happen on a movie set. Like, how can you have when you when I hear when I hear the word prop, prop gun, prop to me sounds like something that should not be real. It sounds like it should be like a replica, something fake. And it, you know, but if he got shot with a prop gun. If somebody got shot by a prop gun and died or whatever, if you get shot by a prop gun, that means that gun was not a prop. That was a real fucking gun. So I don't understand, like, like even back in the early 90s when uh, Bruce Lee's son, uh, Brandon Lee, got shot uh, filming that movie The Crow, uh, they said he got shot by a gun that was supposed to have blank bullets. Blank bullets? I don't want nobody shooting no blank. I don't care if the bullets are blank or not. Don't be shooting no gun. Don't be pointing no gun at me, shooting it. I don't care if there's blanks in there or not. It's so easy to to, to mistakenly put, I'm not going to say it's easy, but if somebody puts a real bullet in there, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't, fuck all that. Don't be shooting no kind of guns that have any kind of real barrel and trigger on it. Don't, uh, don't be pointing that shit at me. That shit's crazy, but... Yeah, Alec Baldwin, uh, uh, apparently he killed somebody. Um, so 
and he shot and he put some money in jail. And it's crazy because I don't understand how that I don't understand how that happens. I, I really don't. And some people on the internet are like kind of like going at him saying he should be held responsible. It's like, nah, the person that's in charge of the gun, the props, should be responsible. He was just doing his job his job as an actor, pointing and shooting the gun. He didn't think, if he would have known the gun was loaded with real bullets, he wouldn't have shot that. It's crazy. It's crazy. And I know he feels terrible, but I just, you know what I'm saying? Somebody fucked up. Whoever's job it is that had, that had the props under control and all that, they fucked up. Like, it shouldn't, it shouldn't fall on, it shouldn't fall on him. I'm, I'm sure he holds a little bit of responsibility because he was the one that pulled the trigger. But, I mean, come on, man. He's just doing his job. He ain't trying to kill nobody. You gave him a real gun. How's he supposed to know? Um, but yeah, man. Um, this episode, I've got a few of my friends on here. I got my homie Wes. I got my homie Charles Goody. I got my homie Hick, and we are talking. Um, you know, we're talking NFTs. We're talking cryptocurrency and all of that. And you know, honestly, none of us are spe- none of us are like experts at the shit. But we all kind of research it and kind of look into it so we all know a little bit about a little bit you know what i'm saying so you know we chit chat a little bit about that and um it's a, it's a good episode man and um we're gonna get to it in here in a minute but i just wanted to tell everybody i appreciate y'all tuning back in you know what i'm saying the don't make no sense podcast i understand and i understand that a lot of people um are going to be new listeners every time i uh put a new episode out so i always got to try to reintroduce myself you know so the don't make no sense podcast is brought to you by millennial productions they are the um the that the lead producer of the show my my cousin omg mill is another producer of the show he's the one that gives me all the original music some of the music you hear here and there will be my music most of the music will be his um so we just try and make this podcast dope and funky, man. Dope and funky. Like, I try to keep it original. I try to keep it, you know, uh, what's the word? Um, I try to keep it nice and, I'm trying to think of a good word, man. Just, you know, fresh. You know, I'm I'm talking too much. I'm rambling again. I told you I'm new to this. But uh, we're going to sit, okay, we're going we're gonna to take a break real quick, all right? Because I'm rambling. I, I'm, a, I'm an amateur at this shit. We're going to take a break, all right? And when we come back, we're going to start the uh, the conversation I had with my buddies about NFTs. I think I think we had a good conversation, man. And uh, you never know. You might learn something from it. I know I did. We talk, a, we talk a little bit more about some other stuff, too. The conversation kind of pivoted, as it always does when we get together and talk. Started off talking about NFTs, and next thing you know, we're talking about something totally different. But it's a good conversation. So uh, I appreciate y'all tuning in. We're going to take a break, listen to some of these smooth tunes, and we'll be right back after this. Now 
Alright, we back, Don't Make No Sense Podcast. I got a few of my homies here with me. I got my homie Goody from Good Shots. I got Wes from Kentucky and a Party. And I got John Hickerson from Millennial Productions. We're sitting here talking to NFTs. I don't really know a lot about it. I've researched it a little bit. But my friend John here seems to know a little bit more than me. And uh, I just want to have him just kind of explain what his take about an NFT really is. Okay, so don't at all think that I'm any type of expert or uh, connoisseur or uh, concierge to this uh, industry. I don't want that to... We was just talking. I feel like I watched some videos on NFTs and now I have conceptualized some of the concepts. I don't want to use a double word, but yes, I'll conceptualize the concepts of (laughs) NFTs and I think I have a clear estimation of their uh, what I want to say, uh, future value proposition. Is that a, okay. ITI. All right. So um, I was just saying that the main thing that I liked about NFTs was that it was an item that was digital, so it can't be, it, it's it, not indestructible, but you know, it can't have physical harm really done to it. Um, and then not only that, it is linked to cryptocurrency which is going to increase in value right so then the value automatically increases and then the market that it's in is such a lean market because it is one that the real nfts of any value they actually cost a pretty good amount to really get into and if the ones that are actually obtainable for people with like a couple hundred dollars here there you have to be on some type of crazy list follow all these Twitter accounts or get catch some crazy drop. So I think that the upside of it, it has a long way to build, but it has a big upside. So, so I, I just wanted to read the Google nef- definition of an NFT. Okay, <clears throat> is that cool? Just yeah, so no, because I, I think there's here. a lot of people who really don't understand. Because he what just it gave is. like a layman kind of explanation of it. But NFT is a non fungible token. It's a unique digital asset that represents ownership of real-world items like art, video clips, music, and more. It uses the same blockchain technology that powers cryptocurrencies, but it's not a currency. So it's like a token. It's like a piece of art, but digital, that hopefully will gain value over time. And like Hicks said, if you buy it for an Ethereum, it'll grow in value as Ethereum grows, right? So one Ethereum could be $50,000. It could be $100,000, you know, so. uh, And also with that, you could buy it for, let's say, a quarter of a Ethereum, and then in 20 minutes, it's actually worth half a Ethereum right now because of it was a limited release, and there's people who want to buy, you know, resale or whatever, whatever. So. There's opportunities sometimes for people to get some of these NFT drops. Now, a lot of them cost, you know, at least a little bit of money to get skin in the game. Or like I said, if they don't, if they're a couple hundred dollars, it's probably like a bunch of people trying to access it and it's hard to get into or whatever. So now, listen, I know, like you said, we we all know that you're no expert. We all are trying to learn this shit. But say I seen on the I seen on this website where somebody bought. An image that somebody like a you know when you go to the NBA games they got professional photographers on the on the on the court side getting highlight pictures and shit like that. There was somebody on the court side. One of the photographers took a picture of somebody dunking on somebody. I forget which athlete it was. It was some name uh, known uh, NBA player, and somebody bought that. Im- that image is all over the internet. It's all over the place. Somebody bought that image 
but somebody sold it as an NFT for a whole bunch of money. I'm like, how does that, how do you, how do you value something that everybody can have on their phone? How do you, how, how, how can you say I have the authentic original digital picture that this person took? It's authenticated from the source, authenticated from the source. So whoever the entity, be it that single photographer or the person that he works with, works for a company he's a part of, whatever entity is the most prominent, I'm not even trying to use T.I. words. So let me which Whatever. Whichever one is stupid. We just talk like that. That's all. Whatever organization, either him or organization that this man is a part of that is most famous is going to mint that NFT. Mm-hmm. They're going to say, I am the original owner of the courtside shot of Cuz doing the whoop de whoop on Cuz. I'm going to mint. X amount of these. And I get that, but it doesn't make, like, it's like me saying, let me buy this picture from you. You say, you know, like, all right, cool. I'll just, I'll just screenshot that shit. Now I got it. Like, yeah. I don't. Just like with any art or anything, you know, you could go to a museum and be like, I can paint that. You can. Nobody's going to buy it. They're not going to put it in a museum. It's, well, I'm going to compare it to Jays. You know me. I'll buy a fake pair of Jays and rock them all day long. You won't do that, though. You know what I mean? You're trying to have real J's that you'd be like, yeah, these are authentic. I paid X, Y, Z. I got a deal for them. You know what I mean? But it, but that only really that only really works if you're looking to sell them. You can buy these J's now. These replica J's are all the way official. They come from the same companies. They come from the same material. But there's, there's little things on them that you can tell if they're authentic or not. But it's like if you're not looking to sell them, you can wear them and people could t- question them all they want, but the motherfuckers look official to me. So it only works when you when you go to sell these shoes, they have to authent- authenticate them. And if they're not real, then the value is not what it's supposed to be. So, so it's the same difference with an NFT. The difference is you wouldn't be a collector because you want NFTs. You be you buy one to resell it and gain wealth. Right. right, right. Well, not necessarily because you got to think about it like y'all got to watch Antique Roadshow. Okay. There's tons of y'all's grandmas that got a bunch of junk in the motherfucking garage that ain't worth nothing. Why? Why ain't it worth anything? Which, which of the ones are worth something? The ones that are verifiable, that we know. Would it, if you have a chair in your house that's made of wood that your grandma got from SNS uh, factory store, that's probably not worth anything. But if she got a James Madison built-in Baltimore chair, and he signs them on the bottom, and we see the signature... We know what he used to build them out of, you know. I guess that's my question. Since it's digital, how can you prove that this is the authentic one? Well, so you got to think about our, I think this is something we can all relate to, right? Think about Facebook. Whenever you post something that has licensed music, when you post it, it's going to instantly. Yeah, I was wondering how they did that. Yeah, 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 that yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you don't have the license. Well, the reason that is is because digital content has metadata. Explain that. Explain so, what metadata. So what metadata is, um, whenever you have a digital Asset. property, right? Whether it's an image, whether it's a, a music, whatever the case may be. In fact, as a photographer, one of the things, you know, and, and Hick, Hick, you can do this right now. You can pull up Lightroom or Photoshop. If you have a raw image, you can put metadata on there. Nice. Okay. And so what that does is it it puts information on the original image that says this is this is the original 
this is the information from the original. So, so the same with licenses. That's why you have to you have to go through. So, whenever you get your license, it's the metadata in there says the only person authorized to put this out is the person who registered it. It has to come from this website. It has to come from this YouTube page. It has to come from this owner. I don't know. I don't think you own a license to it, though. Like, it's literally, I, I equate it to a baseball card because it's like an object. It's a digital. But you don't get paid licensing rights if somebody uses that image somewhere. No, no. So that's that's what it is. I mean? it, it exists on a blockchain. It, it has a sequential amount. When I decide to mint whatever I mint, and when I take that NBA photo, and I mint 200 of them, 2,000 of them or whatever, the first one is going to be more valuable than the rest of them. The 999th one is not going to be as valuable as number one, number two, number three. Some of the, So there's different NFTs in that aspect that you, we could own the same NFT, but you own number one, number two. Co- think comic books. Okay, it makes sense. But like you said, if you if I play some music on my thing, that I don't own the rights to, they will cut it off. But if I post a picture that I don't own the the digital NFT to, they're not going to delete my picture off Facebook. They they haven't started doing that yet. Like, so how does that work? And so, but just because you own the picture doesn't mean you're getting value. You can buy a replica baseball card. You ain't going to get no money for it. So, so it's, it's like you can go get a print of the Mona Lisa and hang it in your house. Absolutely. It's not worth anything. It's not worth anything. The NFT is the the digital baseball right, card right, right? right so right. i can take a picture of that baseball card put it on my on my facebook you don't get anything for that you don't own the rights to that but if you want to sell that nft it could triple in value it could quadruple in value what my worry about nfts is is it could be a phase and it's popular because it's the first thing that you can buy that's tangible kind of with cryptocurrency that's like are people just interested in it right now? You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. All right. It makes sense. Well, the thing about the, I get that, but it's almost like, like I was saying, the market is so lean on it. You know, what makes art valuable? I mean, not the art, like the Mona Lisa that everybody knows is in history books. That's historic. What makes whatever the top selling artists of 2018, I just want to say an off year. So it's completely random. What makes them the top artists? The market of the the art community agrees upon, you know, whatever. And there's not a lot of uh, people inside of that market manipulating it. So because of that, the value is going to stay, you know, pretty consistent. Yeah. There's actually not a lot of people getting in on these NFTs to saturate the market, change the value. There's nobody who can spend $20 and buy this. So I got a question. What if we wanted to get into the business of creating NFTs? You know, we, we, you know, we, we have the, uh, millennial productions, the content creating company. He does film good. He does film, you know, he does uh video editing and all that kind of stuff. He does photography, all that kind of stuff. Wes, they, they do all this DJ stuff. They do uh live audio. They do all kind of stuff. Like the, the four of us, we all have, uh, entities where we make money and do and create things. How could we get like, where, if we wanted to create an NFT, what would we like? What would be something that makes sense? I have no idea. <laughs> That's what I'm literally trying to find out now. So, like, let's just literally the million dollar question. Know, the only thing I know about creating an actual NFT is that it does have to be minted. 
that is putting it into a blockchain so that it's recognizable. It has a, a receipt, a, a sequence, a history, all that type of stuff. And hold on, a blockchain is basically a bunch of people basically validating it. <laughs> validating its work. A blockchain, yeah, is a system of of validation that's set up, checks and balances, basically. So, so here's here's an example. So, like, if Goody went to Thunder this year and took a picture of Thunder that was like money, super dope picture. How could you turn that into an NFT that somebody in the Boom. area would be interested that's, in? That's you know my question. I mean? That's my like, question right there. Like, what that's process do you have too. to go to? How much does it cost? I know that there's like markets. There's like OpenSea, and uh, there's a couple of different marketplaces. And it's crazy because my sister, she's been a photographer for a long time. She's took. She has taken some dope pictures at the Louisville Zoo. She has like two or three really dope pictures that she took of like a gorilla, a lion. And you know, most of the time when you go to the zoo, the lions are laying down asleep. They're not doing shit. They have no energy. She got a dope ass picture of a lion, like all kind of energy. And she had a dope picture of his uh, gorilla, like something like that. I'm looking at it. I'm looking, I'm looking at that. I'm like, damn, I wonder if she could go back and get those pictures and use that as an NFT. I mean, you never know. I just... I just don't know where to begin. You can use the thing about any type of anything that you create, you know, you manipulating something. Somebody could take a picture of the Mona Lisa, draw a mustache on it and say, this is a new piece of art that I created. I feel you. And it is. Yeah. For all all purposes, it is. So you can, I would think, make almost anything into an NFT. The catching fire and how does it blow up? I mean, that's. That's the that's the question of life. How does a meme blow up? How does a, a, a how does a TV show blow up? Like people put thirty two million dollars, cast huge actors, and it flops and doesn't have a second season. So I don't know. There's not a f- formula to anything, and I think that that part of it is still what's going to make it. You know, some of these people that had like these viral videos, they need to go back and create NFT for that shit. Absolutely. Yeah. Like if you had a video that went viral and you were nobody, you had a viral video that went all over the web, you should get an NFT NFT for that. And see the common man market for NFTs hasn't hit yet. That's that's another thing you gotta think. This is a very upper echelon thing now. A lot of different companies and stuff are giving you a free NFT if you sign up for this or a, a NFT for this or that or that. That stuff's worthless right now. You're not gonna do nothing. In fifty years, it's like having the Coca Cola button that they used to give you to buy a twelve pack in nineteen fifty four. That that was wasn't worth anything in 1962 that'd be kind of worth some money right now you have the buttons yeah that's worth some money so now you could make buttons today you could have fake coca-cola buttons how do they know that the buttons that you didn't go buy the material to make these they know they could they have authenticators now they won't need that because there will be a digital authentication process you know what i'm saying so it's almost a better process Going yeah, oh yeah oh yeah stuff is better i think that's a you want to talk about a crazy concept the the fact that things are more when i, I shouldn't say better because better is subjective right. things are more efficient more secure more easier easily transferred more transferable is what i should say more transparent that's how stuff goes but we think that old ways are better that's not true. Well, and and I think just and we had this conversation earlier just about the world is moving digitally anyway. Like we're not using paper like we used to. 
we're not using cash like we used to. Just think about 20 years, the amount of cash that was in circulation. Only time I use cash now. is when I go to the barbershop. That's I, it. I go out of I my stop way at the ATM. to not use cash. I like stop I, at the ATM, get $20, go to the barbershop. It's the only time yeah, I use like, cash. I don't even have a wallet no more. You know what I'm saying? Like My phone case has my cards and everything because I don't need cash. And if I do yeah. need it, I can get access to it real quick for that purpose. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not just walking around with a wallet or a bill for everything's digital. You know what I'm saying? In fact, it's easier for me to go to the to the gross to, to go to the gas station and tap my car than it is for me to pull out cash and get change and wait for the person at the counter who we in Indiana so they can't count for them to give me my change. You know what I'm saying? I so, don't even pull my card out half the time anymore. I hit my phone. I use my you know watch. I don't even use my card. When yeah. when COVID hit, I was like, I'm not touching nothing. You know, like yeah, I just man. went straight. Boop. If it's like under ten dollars or twenty dollars. They don't even make you put a pen in. And see, I'm better than them because I do the same thing, but because I have a Samsung, I can use more uh, than just NFC near field control to be able to, to pay with my phone. I can use MTZ and use the same tap that they used to use 10 years ago on the Visa commercial. So I have cards on my phone. What saying is they have 10 year old technology that's outdated. That's what it sounds like to me. The 21st century with the rest of us. To be honest, man, digital is better because if you have a wallet full of cash and you lose lose it that cash is gone but if you have a wallet full of cars you just make a couple phone calls tell them your car got misplaced boom and they shut that shit all the way down all the way now here's the other thing and you can still go to the bank and have access yep you can transfer it to paypal or something you know what i'm saying if we take this back to nfts if you got a rolex and i steal it it's gone i can sell it i'm gonna go back to insurance on that and they yeah, will pay that. you in full for the value of that Rolex. They so. will, but but in twenty years, but you ain't got you a Rolex no more. Rolex internet no crashes more. and China takes over American internet. Your NFT is gone, and there ain't no insurance covering your NFT because it's not a real thing. It's a digital imaginary picture that I can carry as a wallpaper on my phone. That's what cash is. Cash is a wallpaper that we carry in our wallet. <laughs> in that case, if in that scenario, ninety eight percent of what everyone has is valueless. So. Niggas with uh, things like knives, soap, uh, that's going to become cash cows. Right. But what is value, though? Like, I think that's always the question because, val- like, value's only what we've decided it is. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So my point is, is value holds an insurable amount. So how much is gas worth? You can't get insurance on gas. No, but, but but what I'm saying is, depending on where you are, depends on how much gas is worth. Yeah, because if the internet shuts down and they can't get any more gas anywhere, man, that's you're going to have to go to a rebel and pay $90 a gallon. And you know what you're going to do? Pay $90. You might give them a Rolex. Gas is worth $90. You might give them a Rolex for a gallon. With that being said, I still don't know why everybody went and bought all the gosh damn toilet paper last year. That That even more so proves... When there's scarcity of resources, well, gotta wipe your ass. Gotta wipe your ass. So I feel like it wasn't so much a scarcity of resources; it was a change in the pattern of usage, yeah. right? So when I go to work and use the bathroom, I'm using their toilet paper. People were at home for months on end, not leaving. They were using and consuming more. And the store had an ordering pattern, right? So they would order. They would say. Our general population uses 100 packages of toilet paper a week, so that's our par that we're going to order this month. Or, you know what I'm saying, this week. Once COVID hit, everybody was like, I need toilet paper. They went out and bought it at the same time. Well, I was going to say, this is what you just said. That's a good 
thing for maybe why toilet paper stayed short. But the original shortage, nobody had been home. They said, hey, today when you get home from work, go to the grocery store and grab everything you can. That's what they said. <laughs> now, that's facts, what? Though. At that point Because it wasn't just toilet paper. A scarcity of resources occurred. And old ladies was throwing hooks in <laughs> H-E-B for a 12-pack of Charmin, cuz. And this is what I'm telling you. When there's scarcity of resources, There wasn't a scarcity of resources. Did any of y'all have to wipe your butts with leaves last year? No. We no, all but had I, all the toilet paper no, we but, needed but at we, the end of the day, bro. And I don't know if we had all we fell. needed. Yo, you were, you were rationing squares hey, of toilet paper at your crib, Goody. No, but but look, hey, I, I'm just saying, being transparent. One, I ain't never home. I'm always at work, and when I'm at home, I, I you know, what I'm saying work has a lot of resources too, and I like using work's resources. Another reason why toilet paper was running out so fast is because toilet paper consumes a lot of space on the shelf. So you know, you can't, you can only put so many. There's not actually a lot out there. Yeah, like it runs. Like I, I ran into Myra once, and I asked the guy, "I said, y'all ain't got no toilet paper?" He said, "Man, we got a bunch of toilet paper in the back, but we're only putting it out." Every so often, because people are running through it so fast, he said we can only keep so much on the shelf. We can only put we can only put so many uh, things of toilet paper on the shelf. But rice aroni, we could put a thousand of those on the shelf. You know what I'm saying? So he's like, yeah, we we're only putting it out so many times a day because people are blowing through it so quick. But but that that actually makes me think about something because we're talking about scarcity of resources, right? Because you should see a correlation if people are being home more and and you're using more toilet paper where you're eating more too. You're, you're, there's other resources you're washing more dishes you know what I'm saying there, was a, there, was there a, wasn't a shortage of everything but there was a meat <laughs> shortage was a, there was a toilet paper shortage there was a lot of stuff that they couldn't keep stocked on the shelf and yeah beef was but, gone but I think that goes back to what you were saying it wasn't so much that everything was so much a shortage as much as it was the, the perception of everything and how quickly people were going through it you only have so much space you know what I'm saying? You only have an inventory of so much. You're not going to put it all out there at the time. Plus, people, to get people was buying so many rolls of toilet paper at one time, and like nobody could really get their hands on it because people was buying a whole cart full of toilet paper. They they had to put rations on it, bro. They'd be like, you can only buy two packs. If you get a big pack, you can get one. If you get small packs, you can get two. And people wasn't home more than they was in like July and August as they were in you know what I'm saying the people beginning was, part of was like more, it. People, it wasn't no shortage people was, then. People was more worried about toilet paper than they were soap. There was a whole bunch of soap still left yeah, over at first. Soap. Like there were there wasn't no there wasn't no uh hand sanitizer but like like bath soap and stuff. There was a whole bunch of that shit still left. I think the thing about people it's like crazy, nasty <laughs> people are unpredictable, man. We don't know because we can't especially because um when when big things happen or something that's gonna be like a traumatic thing or something it's if it's a generational thing, it's a different generation than it's happened to before. So we don't know how people's gonna react. You're right. You know what I'm saying? You're right. Because nobody would have ever thought. They kept saying, "Man, they might shut the country down." We was like, "Man, shit." They, next thing you know, everything was down. I was like, "Oh, we shit. weren't just talking about that." People were like, "They're gonna bring the military in and to go around town. You're gonna have to show like a pass." My work gave out a pass that said. I'm traveling for a necessary business. Do you all remember that? Yeah. I'm sure Ford gave yeah. something like that. Well, they that brought out. the military in here, but that was for a different reason. Yeah, <laughs> they did literally have. There was a one of the first kind of uh, moments in the in COVID was essential versus non-essential. Yeah. Yeah. Man, it was like essential worker. They gave me a card that said, "I'm an essential worker." Please allow me to go on my way. I have to go to Listen, work. Listen, if you worked in healthcare at that time, yeah. You went out and it was like World War Z, man. It was nobody on the road. 
police wasn't pulling you over. If the police were pulling you over, you'd have been like, Ugh. you could have, you could have, you could have made the exit face. The police would have hit the gas. Real talk, it sped away. And think of how much more the case that was here with the Breonna Taylor protests and COVID. You know what I'm saying? Police wasn't stopping you for nothing. Some of that, we the weirdest effect happened. There's gonna be a name for it. They're gonna label it. We don't know what it is. The last two years got mushed together. Yeah. But but in actuality, this stuff was like months at a time differences. <laughs> like that no, we was but it going all happened in 2020, it. though. It all happened 2020 in 2020. was a wild year. Yeah, because that's facts. It was months apart, but we've been we've been past all of that for a year now. It just feels like it was yesterday. You know what's so crazy? It's fucked up. It's 2020 was. People was out of work and shit. I made more money. Man, I made in 2020. What you talking about? Sitting at the crib. I mean, you know, I'd rather been at work. I wanted to go to work. It told me I had to stay home. I couldn't go to work. I was getting bread. Facts. Bread. The only thing I wish it would come back from COVID that I feel like is the only thing that's lingering, stores have never opened back up. Like yeah, Walmart. What's up with that? Still, I, I tried to go to Kroger last night. That's uh, hours. Terrible. Uh, the one in Clarksville. Kroger closes at 10 o'clock. There's now. only a select few Walgreens and Thorntons and White Castle. That's it. And none of them a lot of Walgreens ain't in 24 hours no not more. Not they pharmacy. No, a lot of them don't even have pharmacy techs. You can't get no medicine. 24 hours I want fast food to be efficient or decently efficient. It's never been super efficient, but damn. It's separate from COVID, I feel like, bro. I don't know if it's separate. You want fast food to be fast again? No, I want them to have workers so it can be fast. where it was. It, but it was never fast. It was just decent enough where I didn't have to wait an hour. It, it's like we're getting ready because it's about to be automated stuff anyways. So even though everybody quit their job, they're about to get put out of work in like the next 10 years. Yeah, but you know right now the national unemployment right now is like 1% higher than pre-COVID. Everybody acts like everybody's on. I'm, dog, look that shit up, John. I might be tripping, but I'm pretty sure. Well, well but here's, here's what I'm saying. When it comes to those numbers, that's based on available jobs, too. You know what I'm saying? And people that's actively looking. That's not counting the people that's just. There's a whole lot of jobs out here, though. Right. And that's what I'm saying. So Paying there's a, good there's money, way, too. There's a lot of jobs. Unemployment can't be just 1% higher. But here's the it thing. I feel be. like stuff's getting blamed on COVID. That's just a generational thing. So my. Just keeping it real. Yeah, my no, nieces and nephews hear this. I love y'all, but you are lazy, and y'all ain't working. I got a job at fifteen. I got a job at fifteen. They are twenty four and younger and ain't That's working. Facts. That's and facts. it's a generational thing. None of their friends are working. None of them are doing anything. So the jobs like Taco Bell and Wendy's that yeah. we were doing when we were that age, we had to grind. Nobody's doing have... it right now. But, and here's the worst part about it, Wes. Like the government made it easy for everyone to be lazy. Like, like they, they, they gave the roadmap for all of those people who have that in them to execute that. You know what I'm saying? By, by make, you, you know, and, 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 it, and the country hadn't recovered from it. Our society hadn't recovered from it. We still dealing with it. Partially, but they didn't have jobs before COVID. I'm just saying they didn't. So I know what they, you're saying. They were so broke and didn't have jobs and were so lazy. They didn't get the stimulus and checks. Listen, and listen, you had to make like fourteen hundred dollars for the ones in that generation that are working. Obviously, we're not talking about y'all, but but he has a point. Like I know when I was younger, I couldn't wait to be old enough to get a job. Having your own money, yeah, man. Yeah. Right yeah. when we was eligible, right at sixteen, got a job. Yeah, dog. and you know that factors into it. Who wants a job? Yeah. It factors into unemployment because you have to be wanting a job.
Ninety yeah. percent of them don't drive. Yeah, my nephew doesn't drive. He's like eighteen. Yeah. When I was fifteen and a half, I went to driver's ed, got my license the next Listen. day. I love I love you, nephew. If you listen to this, I gave him my car, a Grand Prix two thousand eight uh, Pontiac uh, 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 Grand Prix. He didn't get his license until maybe two or three years later. I'm like, bro, I couldn't understand it. I could as soon when I turned 16, I didn't I wasn't in a hurry to get my license because I didn't have a car to drive. I was like, I'll get it whenever I, you know, whenever. Once as soon as my mom bought a new car and said I can have her old one, I was all up in that DMV. I was like, okay, time to get the license. Well, and then you got a job to pay for gas because you had a car and insurance and cell phones, you know what I mean? Pay Nowadays for phone, it's all discovered. It's like, ah, I'll just drop you off. Yeah. You know? So That's true. <laughs> generational man, I'm telling you. No, they don't want to work at Taco Bell. And it's, I don't know if it's a bad thing. It's kind of an entitled thing, right? We were like, you know. We didn't have that kind of ego when we was coming out of high school. I couldn't wait. I was, I was trying so hard to get a job at Hardy's. Uh, my uh, face was working in there. I said, could you call back? I said, I called. They, they didn't hit me back yet. Six fifty an hour. I wanted that job. I made five fifty in my first job. And I remember being like, when my first paycheck came in, I felt rich. I was like, I got bread. I went and bought whatever I wanted at that age. I think I went to Value City and bought a bunch of South Pole stuff. Bro, that's where it's at, dog. These young... Bro, oh my God. You just brought back so many memories with that. Man, stay by myself. I, but it's funny because in high school, I do remember having a job, but I don't know where none of my money went. Like, I don't even remember what I used to buy with my you money. played a lot of sports, though. I mean, a lot of, a lot of dudes that play sports and shit didn't really have time to get a job like that. No, we did, though. Man, I worked all the time. Yeah, like, we were working at finish line. And then line. my coaches used to always come uh, on, like, uh, all-you-can-eat steak and rib night. They saw <laughs> <laughs> come up smacking plates. I'll be busting plates. I'll be like, man, why y'all don't come? Don't don't come on rib night, man. man that what sounds you good, actually. All you can eat steak and ribs, man. Where did you work at? Yeah. Ooh, they still got that? Nah, that was that stopped that. No, you did no, work at Tumbleweed. You know, was back, wasn't you? Yeah. We used to hold it down. I don't know. I heard it was good now, though. They always been trash to me. That Tumbleweed in Jeffersonville is trash. Whoever listened to this and you work there or you're any part of that establishment, trash. Been trash since I was in high school. That's almost Bro, 20 fact, years. Some, somebody tried to convince me. I think Hick and, and, and uh, Rich tried to convince me it wasn't trash no more. No, that's too small. Never, I'll tell you, you're going to puke if you eat well, that. It was okay, Rich then. Somebody tried to convince me it wasn't trash no more. We can't be talking about that. <laughs> But they, I, when I was in high school, they was like manageable. You could eat it, but nah, they ain't no never more. been manageable, dog. I don't never remember manageable. But you know, I'm I'm just gonna say this because I don't know. Well, see, Goody had a kind of different experience in high school because he used to have to like watch his sister. Yeah. I remember he's always do that. But me and Greg, Greg's in here. I never had a car in high school, and I worked about five jobs in high school, <laughs> waiting on rides and getting picked up was one of the. Main parts of my life, like yeah, five jobs. When did you get that pickup truck? Yeah. You got that senior though. I got you? a pickup truck that my uncle gave me that spit out leaves on a girl <laughs> that she still talks about to this day. Um, but I had it for maybe like a month. I got it the day before the regional track meet. Yeah. Um, so I, and then my dad, my dad was a police officer, so he really didn't let me drive stuff. You know how he was. You ain't got insurance and this and that. And I'm like, man, nigga. Your dad had to be a cop to tell you not to drive with it, without insurance. Well, I, I don't know if my dad knows it now, but but anyways, um, no, nah, but um, so I but then I went away and played football, like not even. 
a full 30 days after graduating. So I had a car for maybe like two and a half weeks uh, after I got out of high school, but never drove to school. Not one day. Didn't never did nothing cool. Pulled up on nobody looking cool. Never looked weak. Uh, <laughs> I feel like it was time. sophomore year. I started driving myself to school. Damn, I didn't start driving until senior year. No, junior year. I didn't get my first job. I can't remember. It was either senior year. I don't remember. It's one of them. I was 15 and a half. Whatever, whatever grade you're in at 15 and a half is. I can't imagine having a car back in them days. In in Indiana, if you did driver's ed, you could get your permit at 15 and a half. And then six months later, when you turned 16, you got your full license. So uh, I had a job and I saved up and bought like a $1,500 car, which back then was a Chevy Lumina. It was all right. I don't think I got my license till 17, but I was for sure driving at 15 and a half <laughs> with with no driver's ed. That was how my homie was, Don. He was driving since he was like, man, he was, I think it was in eighth grade. His mom let him take the car. I'm like, man, y'all get to do whatever. <laughs> Don, yeah, his mom used to let him do whatever he wanted. Slim Thugger? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. My cousin, my cousin uh, Jared, boy, he he had a moped. Jared, boy, that moped was hard. We used to ride all over the city for like five dollars. I'd have killed for a moped my senior year. I would have, <laughs> I still would have liked to have had that. That would have been okay. I wouldn't mind having a moped right now with these gas prices. <laughs> what man? I'm trying to tell you. Five miles from work. If I didn't look like fat guy on a little moped, I'd be riding one around <laughs> everywhere. I swear. I just don't want to look like thirty year old plus on a moped. That's why I can't do that. Why not, bro? They're gonna be like, nigga, get a bike if you want to save gas. I mean, but that ain't worse. That that's worse, or that's better. Yeah, yeah bike's better. Yeah, just... this man will drive a car missing a bumper, spitting smoke, but won't drive a moped. Get out of here, here. Because uh, guess what? Even in a car with no bumper, no grill, I'll turn the heat on in this moment and roll the windows up. I can't hear you. <laughs> and then moped, hey, brother, we know you code. <laughs> we we can see it. We see you shaking. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I can't do the uh, Dumb and Dumber ride to Colorado. You know what I'm saying? Man, I bet a lot of young boys ain't never seen that movie, neither. What, Dumb and Dumber? Yeah. It's Man, it's a lot of classics, though, that, like, like, just think about, like, a movie we probably all seen, like Meteor Man, right? Do you realize how long ago that was and how there's probably nobody, like, my little sister, 20, you know what I'm saying? Like that don't seem like like that seemed like you should have enough like you know what I'm saying? She has no idea about Meteor Man. Put it this way, Meteor Man probably came out in what, like ninety one, ninety two? Right. That ain't that don't seem that old no. long ago. At the time that that came out, ninety six? At the time that that came out, it'd be the equivalent of being like, Man, you know what these kids ain't seen? Mr. Bojangles. <laughs> Because that's, that's 30, a wonderful film. It's thirty years ago, Doug. It's I was 30 years. That. But like it don't even gotta be nothing like that. Like think about like like shows we grew up on, like Rugrats or Doug or you know what I'm saying? They don't know nothing about that. They ain't even they ain't even seen a Disney movie that's not animated. Yeah, they see, but they know about all that stuff because it's been um nostalgic and like stuff like that. They got it on shirts and Well but here's the thing. So now you got Disney Plus, right? So you remember the vault, Disney Vault, where you had to yeah. wait, so like they'd be like Cinderella's going in the vault. Yeah. And you can't buy it for Three years, and then they drop it on DVD all of a sudden, and be yeah. like, "It's coming out of the vault." Yeah, that's now you just have it on Disney Plus, all of it. Yeah. So when you have a mom that was from our generation raising kids, now 
she's playing them the movies that she watched when they were kids. So they know about that shit. Well, that's, that's assuming they got Disney+. Plus. Yeah. yeah, It's like how we know about music from the 80s. We weren't old enough to remember music from the 80s or the 70s or the 60s. You yeah, know what facts. I mean? Like, we know all kinds of stuff about that. We know about the TV shows. Bill, when did Bill Cosby come out? It probably started in 85. Okay, but it feels like our childhood almost. You know what I mean? Like, because it was on Nick at Night. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's certain things that are iconic. You know what I'm saying? Like, of course, when we talk about like. 80s rock or what you know what I'm saying like we know about like like we know about like your Aerosmiths or your Van Halens or your kid you know what I'm saying like we know about those because they're iconic we don't know about the other 300 uh band artists that was on MTV that had right. music videos and had was in the top 10 like we don't know about them you know what I'm saying so I, I think it's kind of the same but it's, it's just weird because we're at that like tweener stage where there's like a lot of stuff that we grew up in that is still kind of like popular culture but there's a lot of stuff a that, true that blue is hip hop head will be able to say some stuff that we don't really know you know what I'm saying and we're part of hip hop culture yeah yeah you'll have the Yoma of hip hop Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's uh that's my homie my homie Aaron Gilkey. Aaron Gilkey is a hip hop historian. Yeah. Like man, for real. Like I mean, e- like we was even talking earlier. We was talking about how, like how cold Papoose is. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to bet we go to Jeff High right now and we get ten random niggas. One of them know. Who and it's Papoose funny you is. said that. My friend Aaron. My friend Aaron is the first person I ever heard say anything about Papoose. He's the one who turned me on to it. I had never heard of Papoose until Aaron told me is that about a kids that. cartoon. <laughs> sounds like it. It does. It sounds like a furry animal who gets into wild adventures. Is that Peppa Pig's friend? Uh, hey, funny thing. That was, that was my mom's like nickname growing up. Papoose? Papoose. Yeah, she hates it. What does it mean? So, so, <laughs> so a Papoose is like the little thing that like uh, the Native Americans used to carry the baby in. They like like strap on them or whatever, like a little baby in front. You know what I'm talking about? Is this common now? Yeah. So, so it may not be. The only reason I know is because it was my mom's nickname. So she explained the story. So, like, my mom, when when her mom was pregnant, nobody knew she was pregnant. So she literally, like, went out of town and came back with a baby. And they was like, did you carry that on the papoose this whole time? Because you never looked pregnant. So that, like, stuck So what name. is the modern-day papoose? Is it a rapper? Is it a TV show? No, he's no, a rapper. Is a rapper. Uh, papoose. Oh, Wes wasn't here when we was listening to him, huh? Yeah, nah, he's hard. Like, but he, he's he's modern. I mean, he's modern, but he's been out since we was in high school. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, I so mean, it's a funny name though. When I hear Papoose, nah, I think it makes you want to like. It, it gives you a little smirk. When I hear Papoose, I think platypus. Yeah, it's one of them words uh, you you don't you don't really use too much. So our our I feel like our generation and like maybe the generation right before us is controlling media and music and everything right now. Maybe not controlling it, but they're putting out content, right? Mm-hmm. So you have all kinds of samples of like '80s and '90s music being sampled like crazy right now. Yeah. All think about how many remakes are coming out in the it's movies. Crazy. Like they just came out with what Tom and Jerry. The cartoon, like from when we were kids, yeah. they came out with like an animated real life version. You know what I mean? Music yeah. so too. These kids didn't know who Tom and Jerry were. They got to like the Hedgehog movie, and it's actually yeah. pretty good. It is pretty good. But you're right because they wouldn't. They would have never played the video game growing up. They have no like, idea. Like if you, if you, I mean, just to, here's another one. Nintendo 64. We was in high school when that came out. These kids would Sega, Sega Dreamcast. You remember Nick used to have a Dreamcast. Though. He's got dog. If you say a Sega Dreamcast to a kid, they like a, a what a what. 
Yeah, Sega, Dreamcast. A Sega Dreamcast. It was hard. Yeah. 2K, that people don't even know the 2K franchise came from Sega Dreamcast. It wasn't on everything else. It was on no. only on Dreamcast. It came from Sega. Yeah. Owned. Yeah, the Sega, Sega Sports is the one that makes 2K. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, just think about how crazy that is. Like, and, and people who, and 2K is probably the biggest game. In in the whole stratosphere right now, and the major vast majority of the people that's playing it would have no idea it originated on the Sega Dreamcast. Yeah, Crazy. Crazy. They had an NFL game on that. Yeah, it was weak. <laughs> it was I didn't like NFL it. NFL 2K was dope. No, nah, 2K5? No, nah, they had they had remember they had the the first person point of view thing. Yeah, that was dope. No, nah, it looked dope. You could, you could change your plays on your controller, the screen on there. No, that was cool. So people yeah, couldn't you know, see your plays. It was so cold. You know how you know you know how you know 2K NFL 2K was dope. If you remember back in the day, they had NFL quarterback club. They had Brett Favre. They had Joe Montana football. They had all these different football games. As soon as NFL 2K hit, within a matter of three years, Madden said, "No, nah, I'm buying the rights to all this shit." For sure. I think they bought it that year. They was competing. They was competing. Well, there's no 2006 NFL game other than I, the only 2K NFL game I remember had had, had the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Terrell Owens was on it. Yeah, that's 2K5. Yeah. After that, Madden said, "No, nah, we're gonna buy the rights to all the NFL games," and they've had the rights ever since because 2K was coming. I, I might be wrong, but for a minute after they sold it, they still produced the new 2K games on cartridges for the they, Sega. They did. Well, I, they, I, well, it transferred over to the other consoles too when that happened. Yeah, and I I just remember Madden, Madden's always been the standard though. Well, I, I didn't think there was more than one two K football. There was a couple. No, nah, there was a couple. There was a couple. I'm saying two K basketball. So I remember after the Sega was relevant, they were still coming out with like two K versions for the Sega cartridge. Yeah, like, they had college hoops two K. Which was colder than NCAA. I'd like March to see Madness. college games brought back. And I would like to see a 2K NFL game. I think that would be, oh, my God. And see, the dope thing about college, the College Hoops 2K game was like, and this is back in like 2005 or something like that. Like, they actually had all the real stadiums of the country. Like, you play on March Madness and stuff. They got the the eight (laughs) generic stadiums that you play in, and then Duke has their own regular room because it's so iconic or whatever. You know what I'm saying? But, like, even back then, they customized every home team so in-depth. They could put every college arena on there to amazing, like the the levels the and the amount of complexity. Uh, they don't even have to, and then not even that, they don't have to do it all at once. Now they can like release it over time when they're like, oh, we got Updates. all the Big Ten, yeah, Updates. whatever, whatever. Yeah, but wouldn't it be tough now? Don't they? Wouldn't they have to pay the kids for like using their images and stuff now? Yeah. So they'd have to. So before, two K would make just a, like a. And you know what? Sign a deal with each conference. No, no, just, and then they get a lot of I think that's why they stopped making college games. It is. That's why they stopped making it. Because they, they, the, they couldn't put the players' names on there. You and have that to shit. negotiate a rate for every player in Not even. college. Whatever. Name the sport. You'd have to negotiate a contract with every individual player because the school can't represent them anymore. Well, no. So now they have name and likeness where college players can be compensated. For the use of the before they had to stop the game, like they because, can sell autographs and stuff like yeah, that. Now, before they had to stop using the game because EA had a conflict; they couldn't use their names without those people, kids' consent, but they couldn't pay those kids either. So they had to stop manufacturing the game. Now they could pay the kids. They don't have to come up with an agreement with each kid as long as they say, "Hey, 
each of you conferences get all the kids who get all the teams to sign an agreement that says we're going to make all the kids sign something that says we get to also use some of their name likeness for this. Then they get all the conferences to sign to the game, and then bam, they have it. You know all they got to I mean? do is pay them. It don't say yeah, how much. Yeah, they got to pay them. So they could literally really be like, we're just going to pay you $100, and $100. if you don't want to do it, you'll just be roster you player number 57. Uh, but why would you want to be that person? Exactly. <laughs> Pick the top five college kids, and if they all were like, no, nah, we're not doing it less for less than A. So, well, then, then everybody else on the team kids, will. You got that's, that's the only thing. Everybody, like... When, when you think about it, I mean, if you were one of the biggest players, like, like just think about, like, back in the day, Michael Jordan did that with the NBA Live franchise for the longest time. Like, you, he yeah. was not on any video game. He was roster player number 898. There will be a threshold on college, though. Like, the top couple players will get paid. But if, if you're a player 13, 14, and you don't want to take the $100, they're going to say, Okay, right. uh, but, but, but the thing is, the thing is, consider there's over like there's like 150 plus colleges out there. We're talking about five five big names. You know what I'm saying? You every now and then you have a Vince Young. Every now and then you have a Reggie Bush come through. These niggas want to be on the game. They grew up, man. You know how many kids right now is like, I can't wait for NCAA to come out for me to play myself. That's a fact. Well, they've never even seen that game. Exactly. Yeah, they haven't even seen it, bro. That's a, that's true. You know what I'm saying? They 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 not they not pulling that. When was the last one they made? Fourteen. <laughs> Two thousand fourteen. Yeah, they they not pulling that at all. They was kids when that shit came out. If they were born in 2010. They'd only be 10 right now. They would have so never played it. Kids, so they'd have to be at least 20. Like 90s, right? Yes. Yeah, so Born probably, in 90s. They probably would have played it. 2000. There's 20 year olds. Shit. Yeah, damn. Ooh, 2000, yeah. We're getting old, though. Yeah. We're getting, getting I think old, I just man. realized how old I am. Man. If you're 21 right now, then when that game came out, you were like 13, 14. So yeah, yeah, you were definitely playing it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. You had it on the GameCube. If if you were freshman though, you saw your big brother play it. <laughs> you probably wasn't playing at nine. Maybe I don't know. No, yeah. you was getting whooped at nine. That's for sure. You wasn't. It depends. You was playing depends. on. You was playing on rookie mode. We strayed yeah. so far from cryptocurrency <laughs> and yeah. What was we talking about? Cryptocurrency. Yeah, the, NFTs. The, 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 we we talked about everything under the sun. NFTs to USC. Right. <laughs> That's how we do. Man. Yeah, man. Uh, NFT, uh, not NFTs. NFL, NFL 2K, they need to bring that back. Nothing against Madden. Madden's hard. But can we have some options? Damn, we done had Madden shoved down our throat for the past. How many years has it been? 15, Just 16 years? All they got to do is bring back college football, and I don't care about but that. Remember there was like, I never played Madden like that. There was also like a couple different companies. There used to be like 989 Sports. Then there was remember NFL Blitz. That game Blitz was hard. Was cold, that was bro. It was so fun to play. Uh, like you said, the quarterback NBA, club, NBA Jam, and NFL Blitz will forever be two yeah. of the dopest games. I remember forever. I had a NBA uh, courtside with Kobe, Kobe Bryant. Courtside, yeah, nah, that was hard back in the day. Everybody 64. was all blocky, dog. <laughs> had pointy heads. NBA fast break. Yeah, but you. There's been other. There's been like they, they've been trying to make other NBA games. Like in a, in, uh, EA Sports keeps trying to bring. Back then, they tried NBA Elite. They just can't hit. And, and NBA 2K has had the market for so long now. They just got like they just got 
It's like iPhone. They're, People that love iPhone are only going to mess with iPhone. People yeah. love in, in, uh, 2K like that now. Their niche ain't basketball no more. They just got to accept yeah. that. EA stepped away too long. They don't know what they're, they're doing. Like soccer, they're not hoopers soccer, anymore. football, hockey, everything else, golf, they the standard. Basketball, you just gonna have to. Don't look. they got like a soccer 2K or some shit? FIFA, FIFA 2K. Uh, no, 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 they no. can't. Oh yeah, they have different ones. It's it's that PG, what is it? PGR or something? That PES or whatever PES, it is. Yeah, yeah. It looked weak. I ain't never downloaded. It's, it's on Game Pass, cause it can't be that dope. 2K sucks. <laughs> the last couple 2Ks have sucked, and really oh, since 2018, 2K has sucked. On what? On what console though? Xbox. No, no, no. no. On what Xbox? That's what Xbox? I'm saying. If you if you ain't played a little, we in high school still. No, three sixty. No, no, I'm talking about the new one. They got the, 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 the next gen. No. That's what I'm saying. No, they don't got the new Xbox because you can't go buy one. My like homie got it. It's, at, show, it's, at, it, it's at my place of employment right now. I be playing it often, and that mug is cold. When they first came out, you could buy them, and then once they sold out, that was it. Because my my sister got one for my nephew, and. uh but like once they sold out that first wave, it was it was over. But it, but it was the best marketing ploy ever, even if it wasn't intentional. Because look, if they come out this Christmas, oh, of course, dog, they about to super stock it. They, it wasn't. It, they stopped making them because, because of the chip shortage. I know, but you know they're gonna they're gonna stockpile back up. I bet we can go to Singapore like, and find one. It's like the Ford trucks. <laughs> have they ever gotten? The, have they ever gotten the chips for the Ford trucks? I mean, I don't know what's going on with that chip shortage. Who man. got them? China, bro. China, man. Oh, they had boats on the harbor. That's, that's where we need to go, dog. Wuhan got a whole bunch of people. Bro. <laughs> Biden got them all tied up. I seen a documentary on CBS. They did a story about it, and basically they asked the guy, you know, Intel that makes the processors and shit here. That's an American-made company. They asked him. They was like, doesn't this seem like something you guys would have been doing with these chips? He said they could have been in this. They could have been in this market. But they stopped going that direction years ago. Their innovation slowed down when it came to that kind of stuff. And he basically said they dropped the ball. He said now since we he said since we since we pivoted, China took over that market and they just and they are they they hold that like they they make those chips pretty much for the whole entire world. And they're talking about building a facility here in the states to make those chips, but that's gonna take years. You know what's crazy, dog? And and I'm I'm being genuine when I ask this question. What thing do we make better than anyone else? Entertainment. No, but I'm not. I'm not talking about like I'm. I'm talking about a tangible no, product. Real talk. Yeah. Guns. America no, makes solid guns. I believe that. Facts. That's why we sell them to everybody. Yeah, we sell them. But is that it? <laughs> we even make guns in other countries. Yeah. Right now, you can go buy. Let's see. The Mossberg Five Ten, I think, is a. They have a Maverick Eighty Eight. That's a copy. Same exact thing, made in Mexico, rougher. So you can buy it for like $200 less. But it's the exact same thing. They, 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 they say that we have the best medicine, that kind of stuff. And like, mm. uh, but I, I don't think so. They, you know, America's, America's very... Now listen, America's very egotistical. We say we have the best everything. And really, a lot of we times... We really do. Here's the thing about medicine, though, right? Medicine... It's it's not all the like if you if you know someone who's who goes to med school right they'll give you a the, the reason why med school is so hard is because there's more than one solution for 
an issue. And listen, you know, and so there's more than one type of medicine. There's more than one treatment. Some things don't have to take traditional. When I say medicine, you know I'm, I, I'm talking about the whole thing. I'm talking about. They say we have like the best surgeons, the best heart surgeons, the best. Most of our surgeons ain't American yeah, though. Uh, the exactly. Practice, the practice exactly. is here. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Go you can go to the middle of anywhere. Yep. Middle of the country. Yep. And if you went to the hospital, it would okay. not be abnormal for over 50 percent of the top. Uh, doctors, surgical the specialists, team, yeah, the specialists to be not of born in America. Nigerian, they be Nigerian, they be from all over the place. All, that's facts, and that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. America will, they'll own that. They'll say uh, America has the best this, but it's like. And kind of, you're not telling the whole truth, right? You're not telling the whole because truth because even education, it's like, okay, yeah, we got Ivy League, but there's Oxford, and the only reason. Why <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, there's other things in other places. Just because we don't know about it don't mean it ain't You know what we don't get that America really is good at, though? And it's because I'm going to just go ahead and throw it out and say because we are kind of Midwesterners. And so we think America is really good at different industries like banking, science, and and like computer science and that's why we have coders and that's why we have wall street you know there's people out here in america who know how to do business who know how to put together infrastructure logistics they know how to ship stuff across the globe and all these other different weird industries that america is really good for um getting cattle livestock together creating these different pipelines and when you look at how america came together with each of the like american titans the reason why they come together is more than just like one single solitary product or something like that it's the kind of uh all together system that they put together. It's a monopoly. It's, it's a, yeah, they're, they monopolize like an entire system of something. And that's what America's good at. So we, we our largest manufacturing industries are petroleum, steel, automobiles, aerospace, telecommunications, chemicals, and electronics. So the problem is, though, I feel like with electronics, we develop stuff. And then we have it produced in China. You know what I mean? Like, But that's the same with the, the air stuff, too. The airspace stuff, like we have a lot of, like we we produce a lot of the engineers. I know. I'm looking forward to driving a 2021 Ford truck in 2025 that I bought for half price because it sat around not getting used. And they're gonna put those chips in there. If you drive through Kentucky and Ohio, everywhere, everywhere, it's like a sea of Ford vehicles just parked all over and all these private secured parking lots. And they literally take those. Those are temporary storage where they move them out further because they just keep producing. A lot of those trucks used to be parked around the city. They've moved them all. They was at Colgate. They was at the old ammunitions plant. They was all over Louisville. They've moved them to like Cincinnati. Like they're all over Ohio. Our entire economy. That's like COVID coming back this second year. Our economy, it was already going to take us like three, four years for the effects to still be like uh, feeling like they're really close. Now that it went around two years, it's going to be like three years from now, we're still going to be like, yeah, COVID and this, and you know, their business, it, it messed them up since COVID. It met it back to everything. It's changing the economy. Like he just said, can you, that's a real deal. If it pushes back this year, it's going to of course push back the next year, which is in a court. And then after a few years of something changing, it's like, okay, are we just going to go ahead and redo our process to better suit this? Are we really going to sit here and try to account for something that's gone? It's not coming back. 
You know what I'm saying? It's about to be the wild, wild west out here. Man, bro. I feel like COVID <laughs> just gives people an excuse too. I'm I'm sorry, but it's partially an excuse to where it's like, or maybe not an excuse, but like a reason to blame something. Yeah. Oh, I know somebody. I want to say his name, but I'm not gonna do him like that. But I know what the I know exactly what you're talking a lot, about. I'm sorry, but a lot I'll of people. I'll tell you when we're done. A lot of people that are bums right now, just keeping it real, that are like, ah, oh, COVID got me down. They were bums before COVID happened. A lot of businesses, a lot of businesses, one that my brother worked for, I'm not going to bust their head because I'm still kind of cool with them, but one that my brother worked for, they went out of business and everybody's like, oh, COVID took them out. Nah, they were struggling for years before COVID came along. So it's just an excuse. It's something easy to be like, ah, I didn't make a mistake. I didn't make a mistake. I didn't screw up with this business. It was taken from me. I think one thing about COVID, man, is it made the world a little bit more real for everybody. And it's one of those things where, like, if at your house is, you know, if it, if something's crazy and you're going through traumatic stuff, your family's getting sick, hurt, dying, then come to COVID, it's like whatever. But for the average person who that wasn't happening to, well, now you're experiencing what some of these other people are experiencing. So maybe you're going to have some of those effects. And this sounds real crazy, but I was listening to Jamie Foxx, and he was on a talk show last night. And he talked about how he said, man, I know it sounds crazy, but they said you had your whole family living with you for the last two years. He said, yeah, I had my entire family, including my mother and father, who've been divorced for 20 years. And he said, I was at the beginning of COVID acting crazy. He said, I was literally like, nobody can come in the house. I got my whole family here. I'm like, we got to get all the food. Don't If anybody breathes next to the door, chase them away. He was like, I was, you couldn't tell me nothing. And I think the realest thing about COVID that we had to realize is um, it was real for some people. And that's a, that's a crazy thing to kind of accept. Because there is all this madness and there is all this nutty stuff. But at the end of the day, there was all this madness and nutty stuff. You know what I mean? Like, if somebody comes and holds up a place that you work, then in two weeks from there, some lady's breaking down and shaking and like, man, I can't believe this is happening. You may not be breaking down and shaking, but she may be. It really is. He, You know, different stuff affects people different. So that's what I mean when I say we're going to have the effects of this. Because we just don't know how it affected everybody truly for a once in a lifetime thing to happen. So you're saying on like an emotional, like PTSD for some people type level. Because when you said that, I was thinking of like the housing market, for example, right? We have not felt the effects of a COVID on the housing market yet. All the moratoriums on evicting people and kicking people out of their homes for not paying mortgages. None of that has come back to like really hit the fan yet you know what i mean so i feel like there's both levels on like an economical level we yeah. have not felt that yet we really haven't we're starting to you look cooking oil for example like i have a friend who owns a restaurant cooking oil is double the price it was last year you want to go buy you know taco bell just taco bell they raised everything 50 cents here recently i don't know if y'all noticed that or not but yeah, all these places are raising prices on everything uh puerto vigarta it was like $3 more for every item on the menu. Like, you used to be able to get three tacos for $5. It's seven fifty now. Like, that just changed overnight, it feels like. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but the cost of living is going up from that, and you see inflation coming, and I feel like that's almost going hand-in-hand hand with people wanting more money. You go to Taco Bell right now, you're getting like $14 an hour to work and 
put tacos together. You know what I mean? Like, yep. And that also goes hand in hand with processes and procedures. Now you're not going to see people in the food industry not have tons of gloves. You're not going to see the medical industry is never going to go back to walking. What you want to do? It's never going to happen. We just had to put face shields. Look, we have so we aren't we don't have COVID in the building anymore. When COVID hit our building, we went like full scale medical everything you had to wear like gowns gloves booties all that then it kind of went back to surgical masks well the cdc just put new rules out the other day everyone has to wear face shields now so moving forward in the medical industry most likely you're going to see a mask and face shields just standard when somebody walks into the room to talk to you you know what i mean like it's just for their safety in america america we're kind of behind on a lot of stuff like if you go to other countries a lot of places were already doing this shit especially like over in asia like they they've been wearing masks because you know the population is a lot bigger and everything but what i'm saying is a lot of the stuff that they're putting on us a lot of countries have already been done but it's just that we live in the land of the free you know with the quotations but you know they yeah. as soon as they start putting rules on us and we start going for them they're not gonna but take the them away the interesting thing is dog like it, it's funny i was reading this article the other day and i was talking to my mom about it because most of our parents have a mark on their arm <clears throat> you know what i'm saying and that was from a mandated vaccine you know what i'm saying so like this ain't the first this, this, like trying to mandate a vaccine isn't new i seen something i was reading something the other day they've always been mandated measles polio all those things you know what in I'm ohio saying? we literally got vaccinated in school, did they do that here? No. Uh, they they did in Florida when I was in school. We got vaccinated in yeah, school. Yeah, like we went to elementary school. There was a nurse there, and she gave us our vaccines in the school. I, remember, so, I forgot all about that until you just said because that. Because it was you couldn't go to school without a certain Damn, shot. Damn, I forgot. All, you can't go to school now without your shots being up to date. Duh. All the conspiracy around vaccine. I'm just keeping. It right. But it was an election year. Trump and Biden and their administrations played up the vaccine as much as they could, calling each other liars, stirring up all this conspiracy. Otherwise, people would just get the vaccine. Now, you know what I mean? Like, I, you have all these people that are like, it's got a microchip. But it's yeah, America's it's fault. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's America's fault that they have, that their citizens are so open to no, propaganda yeah. because of so much bullshit that's happening. Information it's is just, is polarizing now. It Like, information used to just be information. You watch the news for information. It's not that no more. But even, like, um, I, I was... I was seeing this stat that came. It was literally last night, and it was from the CDC. It said 97% of hospitalizations are from unvaccinated. Yeah, but here's the problem with that stat. And I, I didn't read the same thing you did, but I looked into one that I saw the other day that was similar to that. They're taking that stat from the beginning of COVID, not since the vaccine came out, right? So you have almost a year of deaths and people freaking out and not knowing what to do, not being able to get masks. You remember that phase? You couldn't get a mask. And they were like, you have to have one to go in the store. People were pulling shirts over their face, wearing bandanas and all that. They were cutting bras into masks. You remember all that goofy stuff, bro? It was crazy. I mean, it was crazy. I mean, I I can, I understand you saying like the numbers are inflated, but it is, I mean, if you weren't vaccinated and you got hospitalized and then, you know what I'm saying? It it is still part of the I think about it like this. Okay. CDC, WHO, World Health Organization, Center for Disease Control. It's not even about listening to them. Mm-hmm. It's about choosing what you want to hear them say. Yeah. They said in 2015 that all processed meat, sausage, sausage patties, uh, 
bratwurst, uh, all that. They said that it's a level one carcinogen. The same as cigarettes. Cigarette. You would not fire a cigarette up in your kid's mouth. But you will give them a bratwurst. We don't listen to everything that people say. We're going to choose the stuff now. I'm going to just say that I believe we're going to start because data is becoming the new king. Data is telling everybody what we should do. And the data of it is going to tell us that, hey, we need to do X, Y, Z because that's going to be best for us or society or our families or whatever. Yeah. And and to piggyback off that point, like... Because for me, I, I just look at it like this. Now, personally, I don't know shit about COVID. I don't know shit about sicknesses. I don't know. I, science was the one thing I'm like, nah, I, like I can't do that. Now, my family and everything, that's, you know, they can do medical coup. That's not, I've never been a science person. So when it comes to science, I know I ain't an expert. I would trust experts who went to school to study those things. It's just like a mechanic. If my car breaks down, you know what I'm not doing? Going to none of y'all niggas to say, fix my car. Nope. I'm taking it to a mechanic that I know is trained on fixing these things. You know what I'm saying? So, so like, so like when it comes to like the CDC and all these things, if, if you're what, I guess the thing that I guess bothers me a little bit is I understand people have hesitancies about the vaccine. I'm not even saying like everyone, like I'm not one of those hardliners or nothing like that, but, but if you're going to say, I don't trust the information that's being put out from these organizations of experts, my question is, well, who are you getting information from or who do you trust to get information from? Because when have these organizations ever been political? Well, and I get that. You know what I'm saying? So just to rebuttal that, which I got both vaccines. So yeah, me, I'm, me, I'm me pro too. vaccine. But my problem with listening to those big type of things is so like if you go back and listen to what Fauci said at first he said masks didn't matter they didn't work right because of droplet size blah 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 blah. then he came back later and said they did and then he did an interview literally that says I told you they didn't work at first because I didn't want everybody to go out and buy all the masks I wanted them to be saved for medical resources what's Fauci's actual role though I'm just saying he was put in charge as like the medical advisor for the president uh, what is it uh on on infectious disease, he I was think, a ch- was but was he a part of the CDC? But no, I think what that is, I think what happened is early on, the the people up top was trying to take charge of the situation, trying to make everybody feel safe and act like they knew what was going on. Behind the scenes, they didn't know what the fuck to do, exactly. so they was telling us, "Oh, the mask, you don't have to wear the mask." And then they was like, "Oh shit, we I think we do need to wear the mask. All right, we need to wear the mask." So we're out here like. I thought you motherfuckers supposed to be smart. I thought y'all supposed to know all this shit. But I don't know if the CDC ever said that. Yeah, so who in the CDC have come out and said wishy-washy on both sides? Because it was a developing thing. They had to find out what they were dealing with. And, like, they weren't... It's not like they were just like, oh, we know what this is. Right, right. As of right now, we still don't even know where it came from. Half the country thinks it came from a bat pooping on a squirrel or something. And then the other half the country thinks it came from a lab in Wuhan, China. Right. Which... Who knows? You know what I mean? I feel like at this point, we should probably have figured that out. It's been two years since it was released. Right. And we don't know anything about and it. Look, I'm not anti-vaccine. I'm, I'm, I think I don't have the vaccine, but I absolutely believe the vaccine works for what it, what it says it does. It works. And I'm, the only reason, literally, the, honestly, the only reason I probably don't have the vaccine is because I'm too lazy and I don't feel like going to get it and then have to go back and go and get it again. If they came to my house, they said, man, we're going to pull up, we're going to get the vaccine. And then on, when you're not doing anything, we're going to make sure you're free and we're going to come back and get you a second one. I'll be like, all right, cool. But what I'll just say is the um, getting that vaccine is a good idea 
for most people. There's obviously going to be exceptions to that. But like with the thing with meat, the, the reason I point that out is because there are multiple things that are good ideas for us to do to generally follow. Why don't we have big things that if you told people, man, everybody's letting people in the hood smoke their kids are smoking cigarettes. There's an epidemic of 10 year old kids smoking cigarettes in the hood. People would like say that people were crazy. They like talk about people's culture, but nobody says anything about schools giving kids hot dogs, which is literally the same level of carcinogen. Like there's just logical things to me that I'm not on the side of get the vaccine, not to get the vaccine. I'm more so on the side of listen to what's logical, which right now I think that like for most people, the logical thing is to get the vaccine, but listen to what's logical. And not only that, I think that going forward, we're more so going to be able to sort out um, what what is logical and what is illogical. What do the numbers say? What do the numbers not say? Because it is a fact, I think, that you can get I, it's weird. I'm I'm personally have seen kind of both sides of the, the vaccine and not having the vaccine. But it's just a fact. I, I feel like more people are getting more drastic effects who are unvaccinated and that and just to play devil's advocate i'm gonna save it i got the vaccine too i'm i'm pro vaccine but i'm at the same time i don't think the government should be able to mandate you to get it amen but if you work for somebody and they mandate it that's different because if you walk into a if you walk into an establishment as a as a as a customer as a customer, you have to follow the rules. So what the fuck do you think you're going to have to do as an employee? Look, when I, when I, when I worked at Wix, right, I, so that Wix is a pizza place here locally, and there was a big Hep A outbreak like three years ago. I don't know if y'all remember that, but Hep A was like everywhere. And it was like in, in restaurants, they were real worried about it. And they came through, and I'm pretty sure it was like the local health department was like every employee in your facility has to have the vaccine. And... I might be naming the wrong thing, but either way, we had to get a vaccine back then. And then when I worked for rest care, we had to get a flu shot one year. And like, there's just all kinds of different places that require that type of stuff. And everybody's making a big deal about it because of the political, because it's political. For That's sure. exact, and it's exactly right. The reason why this is such a big deal is because this government, like the way the United States is ran with web, with internet, social media and stuff. There's so much, so many people have a platform to speak that don't deserve one. Mm -hmm, for so sure. when you get on the internet, and you're seeing all these people talk. I could share some. Somebody could share a story that looks totally legitimate, and it could be all the way false, all the way phony. You know what I'm saying? So when you have that, and then you got all these people spreading the propaganda and, and the conspiracy stuff, and the conspiracy stuff looks really silly. But at the same time, there's been so much foul shit that has happened in this country that has been, uh, you know, basically brought to light that has been proven that has happened. Some of that propaganda shit, you'd be like, man, it sounds crazy, but they've done some crazy shit. So, you know, if you think about it like this, think about this. I get what, you know, about getting a vaccine. But let's just say this. I'm not getting a vaccine at the pizza place. What what did they honestly, realistically do if you didn't want to do it? They went and got a job at another pizza place. Or, they, you know. They I mean, I get that for, like, a regular employee. I was the general manager. You fact, know what I mean? And fact, if you want to yeah. be in that industry, everywhere in Louisville was requiring it at the time. Yeah. So, yeah. it's the same difference as nursing and healthcare. Right now, right. I have a bunch of friends that work. They're nurses, right? Last year, they were heroes. And everybody was like, healthcare, heroes. They should be held equivalent to the military and all this stuff. And this year, you know. 
some of them are pregnant and some of them are like I'm just keeping it real like some of them are pregnant some of them have stuff they don't want to deal with they're worried about having kids in the future and they should have the right and that's what I'm saying that the difference between now and then is the totality of it because what I was basically trying to get to was at that point when y'all had to get that hep A or whatever there was still an escape and it's crazy yeah, you would you wouldn't want to give your general manager's job, but you could imagine being like, nowhere you go, you can't work. That's that's almost like this sounds really weird, but it is kind of like a discriminate. Like, what I can't work anywhere, nowhere. No, what, what's real what discriminatory right now is that in order to get an exemption from a lot of places, you have to give them either a religious belief. Or a health reason. And so they're dictating your job based off of religious beliefs and your health condition, which should be super illegal. That's violating HIPAA. That's violating your religious beliefs. Like, I'd be, I'm telling you, like. It, I mean, all right, so there's a, there's a couple of things, right? So one, like when we, when we, let, let's talk about just like the variant, right? The when you and, and this is something like I had a conversation with my mom about the the variant, the reason why that the, they come about is not from vaccinated people. Variants come from unvaccinated people because they mutate in your body and then spread. Mm. I mean, that, I'm, I'm not telling you something that's not you can't like look it up. And what and, I've seen and, is that we force the variant because the protein that they put in the vaccine is literally targeting the variant or is targeting COVID so specifically that it's forcing it to mutate so that it can still exist because we're essentially, we're rapidly shutting down the virus. It's like adapting. Yeah. It's adapting to what we're trying to throw at it to stop it. And that's why you're getting stuff that's literally immune to the vaccines that are coming out. You know, I think that's illustrated in like needing a booster, which is weird because now we need, a protection well, only if you got one to thing. boost the protection. But no, nah, listen, hey, but, but, the thing but, about but, protection, the, you from, the, the thing about that is like the, the the booster is for the people that got the vaccine, got the vaccine early, yeah. early, the early people. You, like if, if I wanted to get the booster right now, I couldn't get it because I just got the vaccine a few months ago. But just like a flu shot, the flu shot turn, it changes every year. But it's three, so it's three to six months right now. They're saying that if you get the vaccine, you're covered with like the the fake antibodies, essentially. For three to six months and then you you technically are qualified to get a booster like i got mine yeah, my second one i got it yeah, real early because I'm, i work in the medical field but here, so but here's the actual I, other other point that i wanted to make and this is specific to covid right covid itself is a variant of sars if you know anything about sars if you got sars it was a death sentence there was no coming back from it. That's why it was so serious, because what it did to your lungs, if you look at a picture of an X-ray of someone who got SARS, and we didn't really hear that much about it because it wasn't here. It originated in China. But at that point in time, I remember looking at the news stories. What did you see? Motherfuckers in China doing what? Walking around with masks on. At, this is 10 plus years ago. You know what I'm saying? Because if you got SARS, it wasn't no ventilators that could save you. It wasn't nothing. Your lungs basically froze they got hard and you just died dog like there wasn't nothing that was going to save you they, we come we came up with something that's going to save us you know what i mean and like right now they have the antibody infusion therapy they have the vaccine they're talking about coming out that pill sars like you no, talking i'm talking about covid like but, but, we have but, things my point is is 
there's other ways to solve COVID now than the vaccine. So why is the vaccine mandatory by the I'm government? But I don't know if I don't know if they're saying the vaccine itself is mandatory as opposed to like you know what I'm saying? Because if those things No, they are. Like I know we're going through it at work right now. Like, no, 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 but but what I'm saying is those things are in the works, but once they become approved, I don't feel like companies are gonna be hardline saying, No, we're not gonna accept this form of treatment. You have it's, to only be vaccinated. You either have to have the vaccine or get weekly tested. But I know yeah, in the medical tested, field. Yeah. In weekly in the medical field is straight up. Yeah. It's not medical field. It's nursing home specifically. Health care yeah, for yeah. nursing homes. And I'm going to so, say this, and we're going to get out of here. But look, this has been a good discussion. But I'm going to just say this. I'm pro-vaccine, but I'm pro. If you don't want to get it, you shouldn't be. I don't think I don't think the government should be able to make you. Now, if, you're, if your employer wants to make you, that's on them. Because there are some employers that are not pro-vaccine. There's, uh, they said Southwest Airlines are going to stop making people be vaccinated, make people uh, be uh be vaccinated something like i look i'm not i didn't fact check because i seen this look it up i know there's something about this I've seen it today they said that southwest is no longer going to make either their employ either their employees or their customers be vax be to show proof of vaccination because they said they never wanted to do it in the first place they said biden made them do it so of course I, it was that's easy it sounded like a political flag. thing but listen uh i want to say this i do have a buddy and his, his his wife works in the medical field. And I asked her, I was like, is so is the numbers right? She, I said, is more people be, uh, in the hospital unvaccinated getting sick than the people that are vaccinated? She said, all I know is last week I was in the ICU. There was 10 people in the ICU. Three of them were unvaccinated. No, three of them were vaccinated. Mm-hmm. No, I'm sorry. She said there was 10 people in the ICU. And out of the out of the 10, seven were vaccinated. And three wasn't. So I'm saying the numbers are off. But wow. she, but she did say she said, but that there's still more to it because the people that were vaccinated, that person could have had diabetes, bad. Yeah. They could have had other issues. So there's, there's all kind of things you can look at. But she says she says some. In uh, my uh, my aunt says some weeks. You know what I'm saying? There's people that are are more sick that are vac. It just it varies. But overall, I think Norton Healthcare put a thing out saying that it's not even close. Most people that are the, the sickest, the deathly ill people are the people that are unvaccinated. So, like I said, because it's not about the who's getting sick. It's who's dying. Yeah, that's the, that's that's the, the thing that that we're trying to, to, to get to the bottom of what population of people are dying and why are they dying? And honestly, I believe there's some people out here that won't catch COVID regardless. I feel like it's a it's a DNA makeup because my my wife had COVID last November. Yeah. She had she had COVID last November. Me and my daughter were right next to her the whole time and never caught it. Yeah. No, never I'm, caught it. I'm the same, though. Like, even though I've been vaccinated, too, but, you know, in the field that I've worked, I know for a fact I've come into contact with COVID at least four or five times. And every time I've gotten tested. I feel like at this point, had, everybody should have been in contact with We've it. all Everybody's for sure been, been in contact yeah, with someone. Everybody's had either to, had it had or, or been like. Some people have had it and not realized it because they don't get no, sick. I do so believe asymptomatic. You I know? do believe I had it last January. Well, January 2020. At that time in January, 
COVID was a thing, but it was overseas. At that time, they, was, they wasn't saying that it was in the United States. They didn't deem it here in the States until, like, March. So in January, I'm like, damn, I, I was sick for, like, three weeks. Normally, when I get sick, it lasts about three days. It lasted three weeks, and I was, I was feeling things that I had never felt before. It was really weird. And I, I kept joking with my girl. I said, man, I might have COVID. You're just joking around. And then two months later, it hit the States. And then, like, by May, they said they think COVID was here all the way back in, like, September of 19, 2019. So once they said that, I said, I probably did have it. But I don't know for a fact. But I'm like, I, I, it had to be COVID. So, so it only makes sense because we're talking about a viral disease, right, that, that you can inhale. And it was transmitting before we knew that it existed, right? Yes. Nope. So we didn't have a test for it at first. We didn't know how to exactly. tell whether somebody had it. So my parents went on a cruise at the end of December, came back, got sick as hell for like three weeks. They thought they said it was bronchitis, pneumonia, all this stuff. Three weeks later, my mom was totally fine. Like they they couldn't treat it. They just kept calling it other stuff. And it's like it was definitely here. They treated they treated that virus like a wave. You remember that? They were like, yeah. it's coming. It's coming. It's going to be here on February 32nd. And we're closing businesses because of it. For that three weeks when I was sick, I went to the doctor. They tested me for strep throat, all kind of shit. It all came back negative. But you know what they didn't test me for? COVID. Because they didn't have no COVID test. And I said, I guarantee if they would have tested me for COVID, I would have had that shit. I guarantee it. I had no symptoms when I got it. I only knew I had it because I couldn't smell and couldn't taste after I got it for like... That lasted for like a year almost. So, I ain't gonna lie. There was one time during the 2020 that I couldn't smell, couldn't taste, or maybe like a week or so. And I remember it was real instantaneous. I went to go eat something. I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, I can't taste this. Yeah. I was eating spicy wings and I was eating wings with somebody and they were like, I can't smell or taste this. And I was like, I can't either. And I didn't want to tell anybody that. I know. Because I it didn't was either. like, it was like being the kid. In the 80s, that was like, I have AIDS. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, and that's what it felt like, bro. It was like, I didn't want to tell my friends, like, I think I have COVID or I had COVID or anything, you know? I think I was like, if I get sick, then I'll think something. But I think it might even just be in my head or maybe I ate something weird and my tongue's desensitized. Or maybe I just got good old allergies. I don't know. Man, I I just ain't had one, dog. I hope that's always the case. Like, it's. This man's worked in red zones of COVID units. Like the whole time. And have not gotten sick at all, dog. I got quarantined with at least two people who I know for sure had COVID. Know for sure. And I got to, I'm literally operating with these dudes for two whole days before they even told me, oh, yeah, I tested positive for COVID. Hold on, what? What? You and Dave Chappelle, man. And then me and the other staff, like, we was pissed, dog. Like, I couldn't. First of all, I was pissed at Red's Care that they even did that, dog. Like, because they knew they had COVID. I'm like, y'all literally staff these dudes in a house with clients and us with COVID. When I found out my wife had COVID, they was like, are you going to go stay somewhere else? I'm like, I've already been exposed. Who am I going to stay with? Right. That's going to be like, come on in here. And I was like, I've already been exposed. I'm going to get tested. I feel fine. I got tested. I was negative and all that shit. I was... My wife had it. She was sick. And I was still doing things with my wife that I would have done if she wasn't, if she didn't have it. I was like, at that at that point, I was like, I'm already here, so I ain't going to change. Like, we got we to gotta quarantine together for two weeks, and it is what it is. I never caught it. My daughter never caught it. It's crazy. People was real deal putting uh, their hands against the glass and visiting people, putting their cheeks. You remember, you remember Rudy Gobert, dog? 
when he was uh, you know he was do- touching all the mics and everything, and then two days later, uh, Rudy Gobert tests positive for coronavirus. Like, dog, you he idiot. felt like a he, dumb he ass. looks stupid, dog. I'm like, why would you? Yeah, no, you're right though. You're you're right because every uh, up to that point, everybody was like, oh, athletes can't get it. This 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 is this, and then next thing you know, Rudy it got Gobert, real when they said NBA is canceled and March Madness is canceled. Canceled. That's when everybody was like, yeah, when oh, the NBA yeah, was canceled, yeah. we was like, what? Especially the betters, they lost their damn mind. Vegas. Dog. I don't know when they closed bars for me. I was like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Vegas, dog. They whole lifestyle is set on bars and sports betting. Yeah. <laughs> ah man, but look, man, I, I appreciate y'all being on here. We about to get out of here. It's been a good discussion. We talked about a little more than I expected, but that's how I like it. That's how I want it to be. You shoot it off with one topic, and then everything just kind of pivots. That's how that's how it usually goes down. But uh, I want to pre- I appreciate y'all listening in. This is the Don't Make No Sense podcast. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. Appreciate y'all tuning in. I'm gonna get out of here. From John West Goody, we out.